real quick. Oh, you're good. Bless you. Thank you for all of your sins, my son. And uh, thank you. F- thanks for committing those sins so I could bless you, actually. You gave me something to do today. Yeah, well, actually, William didn't confess his sins live on podcast, so... Um... Well, yeah, it was before I hit the record button. He said all these things, and I blessed oh, him. I can repeat yeah. them. It was pretty awful. My cinema sins. No, that's Ding! Gonna, no, <laughs> that's going to have to be a whole episode. I know. We've been sitting here for like 40 minutes now. <laughs> I was like, let's get to the show, William. Jesus. I said, I said this, this thing's made by Universal Pictures. Ding. Ding. Yeah. Oh, is that one of the jokes they do on there? This has two minutes of title cards. Ding. Yeah, that's true. That is a ding. Oh, there's oh, a main so, character. Oh, so ding. So you won the palm d'or, whatever. Okay, who cares? <laughs> the palm door. What is that? Is a is that some sort of wooden door made of? I think uh, so. Some uh, palm. Uh, is there is there wood named palm? This movie tells you the backstory of the characters through pictures on the walls. Ding. Oh, this movie has uh, this movie has Scooby Doo in it. Not realistic. Oh, Not realistic. Dogs don't talk. Okay. Oh, and Shaggy talks to him. <laughs> in what world? Get real. Yeah. yeah. Get get real. That's uh, a sin. In the eyes of cinema and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's a sin. Da, 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 that one song. But who are we? What, who who are we? Who We're are we? the media boys. Oh yeah, with right. Chris Show Mealy mm-hmm. and William Doyle. That's what about it, you? Right? Oh me? Who oh, are you? Oh, I'm Nathan. Hello. What? Yeah, I'm on the show as well. Hello. Hello. Man. Yeah, I forgot who you were for a second, and then you said it, and now I know. So yeah, that's... I know. I, I only show up here as a guest sometimes. So, well, Thanks look, for it's, having me back. It's another bright, sunny afternoon. You know, you, you've heard of recording in the morning. You've heard of recording at night. What about recording at twelve thirty? Twelve thirty, and it's forty-two degrees outside. Jesus Christ! In Florida. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. It's cold as hell. I was just outside and I uh, I wore foot flops and I felt like uh, it was nice, but also I felt like I could have, uh, you know, my body could have been left to the side, frozen to death, like some sort of Mount Everest guy. Um, but hey, you know, we're enjoying it. You got to take what you can get, especially here in hell where we in live. S- sunny California. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I freaking wish. Uh, to, you know, they got all those fires over there in California to heat them up. I know, warm up their hands on those wildfires. Right? The only oh, thing yeah. we got here is nothing the, dangerous about right. those guys. The only nope. thing we have here to warm or not warm us up, but keep us together as a community is all those lines to the you know the theme park. When you stand, when I stand one of those lines, I feel like I'm part of something. I don't yeah. know about yeah. you, and that yeah. kind of keeps my body at a a regular temperature. Keeps me going. Keeps my blood pumping throughout my veins. Whoa little huddle yeah. going on right yeah, sometimes i just go to the theme park so they can scan my ticket to get in and then i'll just leave you know that's 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 the thrill that's the enjoyment of this yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. in a line i will try to hold the person's hand in front of me <laughs> and i'll i'll grab the hand i'll say we're a part of something hey 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 stop 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 mm-hmm. free- calm down stop freaking out mm-hmm. we're part of something 
And I think and the then, three of us are a part of something. Yeah. MediaBoysPodcast.com. Uh, MediaBoysPodcast.com. Now, uh, Will, MediaBoysPodcast.com. Well, there's a there's a there's a popular Hot Wheels page on that site. Uh, truly, one of our best. Uh, you put you curated <laughs> for us. Um, I got I got news for you, pal. And now I huh. don't know if this is this could be fake because I didn't check it. But apparently, they're making a Hot Wheels movie. Warner Brothers is working on a Hot Hot Wheels movie. Oh, William, your movie's coming out. My movie, it's gonna be about me. Um, I got some more messages to add to that list, by the way. Perfect. Log, yeah. I think maybe you could pitch this to Warner Brothers. Is you're a guy who uh, is way too good at Hot Wheels, and everyone says you're cheating. And yeah, you flip right? the cars around and stuff. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. I'd see that movie, and they call you a, a child, even though they have a. Uh, <laughs> Like my a, little my pony, little, yeah, my little pony avatar. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be a good movie. I'd watch that. Um, but it, that's all the movie news I have. I mean, I saw someone posted an article saying Warner Brothers is just making a ton of board game mo- or toy movies. Like, there's gonna be a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, Real Steel. Uh, they already did you that. Could, one. You could pretty much name any toy, and they're probably making it. Nathan, I think you're frozen. Nathan's frozen. Hello? Hey, it's it's just that cold oh, outside, hi. folks. It's just that cold outside. Um, but it's ruining the internet. Beyond the works of a giant corporation, uh, what the hell have you guys been playing, watching, listening oh, to? Jesus, what happened? You got anything in the canon for us, huh? I've been uh been playing some Game Pass games like Rainbow Six Extraction. It's been a lot of fun. That's a new game, brand new game, 2020. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I've been playing it too. It's a good one. It's a lot of fun. Um, and you can like, hear uh, more about it over on a Media Boys Plus Game Pass. Last yeah, week Pass, right? You sure can. Mm-hmm. It's like a stealth shooter. It's fun. I'm still working on 2021 movies. Okay, so I can get a proper list. Um, and I saw... I saw West Side Story. I liked it quite a bit. And um, but I'll, I'll say more about that on my my epic list uh, thing uh, when we record that. Yeah, the epic list. And then I saw I saw Nightmare Alley. Yeah, big list in black and white. And uh, I liked it. I'm still trying to I'm still kind of processing that one. <laughs> that, that that review still generating in my guts where I, gotcha. I review movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I've been kind of up to. I, I also been playing Skyrim on my Nintendo Switch. Oh, good old Skyrim! And, what a classic. Well, I so I started up Skyrim on my PC, and I was like, "Wow, this looks really good. I'm enjoying this." But then I was kind of for some reason later on, I was like, "I'm just gonna start it up on my Switch," and I, for some reason, I I stuck to the Switch one. I think that's just because I can take it to work with me and play. Uh, yeah just play it anywhere lounge down on your couch or whatever right and it's gotten to the point where i'm like i think about like i'm thinking about skyrim i'm like i guess i should be i should be putting some time into that you know so it is a good game you know it's undeniably a good game all right and years later yeah it's still 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 good still pretty fun i never finished it when the game came out so it's it's one of those things i just kind of want to no, all right. I've been playing a Bethesda game too. I've been playing Fallout Four, um, replaying it. I never beat it. I finally beat it. Yeah, it's fun. 
you know it's no fallout in vegas no no fallout 3 um but if you ignore like the base building which i don't enjoy at all it's a good game i enjoy that so, yeah. yeah i also enjoyed fallout 4 it had uh some pretty wacky uh unarmed combat mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun to make wacky builds mm-hmm. yeah um fallout 3 was one of those games that i went back to later and actually finished that was years ago, but Fallout 4, I guess, is one of those games I'll have to probably start up again because I never finished that. Yeah, I got like the game of the year edition for like 12 bucks. So because I never played the DLCs. So All right. that'll be fun. Right. Um, I guess music wise, it's just been <laughs> I guess the only album I really listened to was the one we're talking about today. Yeah, me too. Um, I listened to uh, the new Pine Grove album. It's pretty good, you know. It, it it's their normal country stuff. I was supposed to go to a show of theirs today, but they canceled. So, um, yeah, I've listened to a few other things, but it's January. Music isn't too crazy quite yet, so nothing too wild. Yeah, it's it's a pretty bare bones release month. It always is. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how it's kind of changed. I feel like January, like movie wise, January kind of became like a release one big movie, you know, like mm-hmm. for the entire month and let it thrive and then just release kind of junk. Yeah. Drop the junk, release one big movie. And yeah. um, sometimes it'll like have a hit hidden in there. But, you know, like usually it's a very low budget hit. Like I think of like Book of Eli or Daybreakers where like for some reason it like hit in January and that was like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Deadpool, the first Deadpool was a February release. Yeah, it was a Valentine's think, Day movie. I think that was the beginning of like a change where, where like studios were kind of like, maybe February actually should have big movies. The, the thing is, it's like big comic book movies. They take up, take up all the summer. You release them somewhere outside of summer. They don't have anything to compete with, right? Yeah, that's like that's Jackass true. is a February movie. Yeah, Jackass. compete with anything. Uncharted is coming out in February. We're mm-hmm. talking about Jackass, right? We're gonna do I'd Jackass love, podcast. I'd love to. I would. I would like. That was actually the AMC stockholder movie. Uh, so I could, oh. if I, if I wanted to, I could go see it in like two days because they're doing an early showing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait till it comes out. Yeah. All I right. feel. I feel like that's like one of the few movies that like you really want to see with a full crowd. I think that would be a, a blast. Well, partially, I'm going to wait because I'm going to be in Yeehaw, Nashville in a few days. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. You're That's gonna... right. Damn. I'm it's going to Nashville. It's cold up there. Yep. I'm going to Nashville for a whole week. You going to listen to some good music up in Nashville? I'm gonna... <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'll probably hear some country music slowly, uh, you know, you know, wafting, <laughs> wafting outside of a, uh, a yeehaw, tonky, honky, tonk uh, as I stroll by in my uh cowboy mosey boots. mosey on by oh sorry yeah you mosey in nashville yeah strolling that's more of like a what, what where do you stroll where do where would you say you stroll like um uh, avenues chicago oh yeah Lincoln avenue like a yeah. ci- like a city type place you stroll yeah you I don't stroll know, I, down I, a city block yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like cities might be like brisk a brisk walk uh, I guess like New York would be, but like you, you could stroll down San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I, well where the hell am I supposed to saunter? Am I going to saunter in like a downtown area? Is that where you saunter? I don't want to catch you sauntering. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah, want to see the big, big open squares. I think you saunter. 
then don't don't follow me on a Saturday night, buddy. <laughs> You're gonna catch me sauntering. Uh, uh, hey, this episode we're talking about uh, oh, new yeah, new releases. New we're releases. talking about three medias. We got <laughs> we should probably opt yeah into that. we uh, should probably stop strolling around. <laughs> yeah, and uh, cut the sauntering, even though it is a Saturday. I will say that. Uh, because we have to get to these three, <laughs> we gotta get to them before we're here. Because I'm in a hot closet. So. <laughs> All right. Um, well, our first one is uh, the new Scream movie. The new Scream just came out this year. Uh, yeah. Sc- Scream Five is what it really is, but it's just called Scream. Um, now, now, it, uh, for any eagle-eared listeners. You probably uh, may have heard uh, an episode that we recorded uh, two years ago, two whole years ago. Was it two years or one year ago? No, so what are our, we referring to? Our super hot episode. Our super okay. hot ep- In that episode, I listened back to it just to make sure. In that episode, I predicted, okay, that Scream 5 will feature prominently a podcaster. All right. Remember when I you said did. that? You did. Yeah, I do remember when you said that. I and I said, it's, I said, I, I think, did I say that the podcaster will be like reporting on the deaths or he'll record their deaths and play it on a podcast? Anyway, was I was horribly wrong. Not yeah, single, they didn't do that. No, no nigh, podcaster. Nigh mention of podcast. That was like the one. first Media Boys prediction that didn't come true. Right. I, you know, and I said this one, I had this one stewing for a while. <laughs> we didn't, I don't even think we knew when Scream 5 was going to be released. There was like, yeah. it was a twinkle in some producer's eye. Uh, Just wait till Scream 6. But now it's sitting in the theater right now, letting people watch its rotting corpse. No, this is in a, a live film, uh, truly alive. And it's uh, flickering on the screens right now. You can go check it out. But um, we all did. We checked it out all. Yeah. Three of us in our yeah, separate theaters. Wild. Um, how was your how was your screen time with this one? How was the theater experience? The theater experience for the most part was OK up until like the end when somebody shouted out a uh, friend's reference. Um, and then like it opened up the floodgates. Yeah. One person has to say something and then everybody thinks it's open season. Yeah. Did some, what did someone say like pivot or oh, pivoting and then everyone started uh, clapping and screaming well i don't want to get into spoilers but when uh when yeah weathers the thing happens to her towards okay. the end what did they say uh, like chandler owned a monkey someone, someone just <laughs> it was like someone just shouted i'll be there for you oh that That's sucks so lame they okay. should have said they should have said oh she was one of my friends but there there's we this, go there's one guy who uh was sitting in the same row as us who just fucking peanut was getting rocked the whole movie <laughs> his mind was getting blown he was like what no way oh, oh my god <laughs> like to every like That's little nice. twist and turn or thing that happened he was like what it was wild that is wild uh, my theater experience was quiet it was pretty chill in my theater which is really not the case for horror movies. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I took I took GF to the theater. We sat there and there was maybe four other people in this giant theater. Mm-hmm. It was one of the big theaters. Um, you know, you could hear some murmurs, but other than that, it was nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny that guy's mind was blown because I think this movie is very predictable <laughs> not that that's a really bad thing yeah. for a scream movie but it is a predictable right. movie. i mean okay, so 
we can talk about it in vague terms, I mm-hmm. guess. Just get our get what how we felt about the movie out. But I do kind of want to talk spoilers. The movie has been out for a few weeks now, um, but we, when we talk, when we're about to talk spoilers, we'll say so. I don't really uh, want to get into the, like the who done it. No, we well, there is one thing I want to say. There's one thing, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be hard not to say it unless we're into spoiler time, obviously. Um, but like, I don't know. Let's just talk in vague terms about, I guess, the Scream franchise or whatever. Yeah, I guess like. So the one thing that I would have liked better out of this movie, I guess personally, like when I've been thinking about it, because I've been able to stew on this for like a couple weeks, is I like the new cast and I wish that the side characters were more, or sorry, the original main cast were more side cameos and they just kind of did their own thing. I mean, so, yeah. Oh, we're going to say, well, oh, that uh, the original cast other than, I guess, Dewey had, like, some of the worst fucking dialogue in this whole movie. Yeah, Dewey is fine, because he's probably the best character out of all the movies anyway. Yeah, but, like, really? when, when, uh, when the one line said, it's like, I'm Sidney fucking Prescott, of course I have a gun. Yeah. I was like, that is a terrible line. Why is this <laughs> in this movie? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting, like, think about, because, like, this other movie that's out at the same time as this Spider-Man. And that's one of those movies where they're trying to do a serious arc for their character, but at the same time, the original guys are showing up. And I'm wondering, what am I supposed to be more invested in here? Am I supposed to be more invested in our, this new Spider-Man's arc, or am I supposed to be more invested in, like, oh, the original guys are here? Mm. Um, uh, and, like, yeah. clapping and cheering for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, it kind of undercuts it a little bit in a way that you know it's hard to like really grapple what they were what they wanted the most out of this movie right like in this one when the original guys show up you're like well they have to show up because it's a scream movie but it's not really about them no so like whenever they're on screen i didn't know how to feel you know i was like am i supposed to feel like oh finally the storyline continues or am i supposed to think oh there they are those guys i know you know Right. Yeah. So in a way, you could probably just cut them completely out of the movie if you had to or do something different. Why does I mean, I guess they're the three people that have to show up in every single scream. So they're there. But why don't they have? I don't know. Dewey was the one with the most prominent role in this movie. Yes. And Dewey yes, is for you're sure. right. Dewey is the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. And it's a. we'd have to talk spoilers, but I wish Dewey was in it more. And maybe Gail Weathers and Sidney Prescott. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to even um, say should they be regarded cameo because they're so important to the series. Yeah, I feel like they could have found a way to make it a little bit more of a cameo, especially Courtney Cox in this. Oh, my God. I I could not stand seeing her. It just felt like every every scene that they were in was just like every line was just like, look at how badass we are. Or like badass. It really it really does have a been there, done that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost like they're not there. <laughs> you get that feeling. And yeah, yeah I, I mean, I agree. You can't really do much more with them. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember how how do, how do they resolve it in four? Because it's been a while since I watched it. Um shit. How does four end? Because I remember just, Emma Roberts. Not- yeah, Emma Roberts is the bad guy. I think that's an old movie spoiler we're allowed to do. Yeah, 
Emma Roberts um, is like, she's like, now I'm going to be a social media star. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember how it leaves off the characters, you know? God, I just watched these not long ago and I, just, and I <laughs> Though, forget. <laughs> at the same time, maybe it doesn't really matter because in this scream, they're kind of commenting on legacy sequels a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's the idea is like you know because i mean that's that's the most fun part of scream uh, it always has been is like the you know the, the referential meta stuff self it's, self-awareness of yeah. it right um and yeah i mean i think dewey fits in really well into that mm-hmm. with these new characters because you're right i do like the new characters in this and mm-hmm. like I, I i like the girl who is like the movie expert or whatever yeah i love that <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like as, yeah. as obnoxious as she is she's still i think she's well written and her monologues are like funny and like yeah. the like her lack of caring i, I was sitting in the theater like i kind of this is this is me <laughs> i kind of relate <laughs> with this character yeah no yeah. i mean it's the same deal as like jamie kennedy right i think they captured that character again really well because yeah. jamie kennedy is annoying but he's really great in those movies he's fun yeah, right. to watch i completely right. agree yeah yeah. She she this character is a pretentious film nerd. Uh but like one that doesn't feel it doesn't feel like one dimensional necessarily. I wouldn't say so no. And the way they kind of reboot moments from the original, I felt were a little bit more clever, you know, than they they really should be. I, I think like the moments where that where it's like these clever reboot meta moments. Um I feel like had something to say as opposed to just being like, Hey, look what we're doing, huh? Yeah. That, that's what, that's what was good. I think like, I, I actually came out of this movie really enjoying it like more than I thought I would. Um, and I think it's because it, it was a little more clever than any of the sequels. I think it captured the first one a little bit better than the other ones where it, it felt, it felt pretty original what it was saying. And I, and I enjoyed that, but it's also definitely a sequel instead of a reboot, right? This is definitely like scream five. Yeah. It's just a sequel. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, when I think and of the, like a reboot or a soft reboot as they call it, mm-hmm. it's, it, you usually retcon some stuff and this really didn't retcon in it, anyway. Yeah. It was referencing shit from like scream three, which no one saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it had the and, it had his sister, Jamie Kennedy's sister. Yeah, and I was just thinking like I feel like the uh the name Scream plays into the weird rebooty nature of the movie, but even though it is a Scream 5. Yeah. Right. So in the movie, uh, it it really dedicates itself to the Stab franchise, <laughs> yeah. which is introduced in the second Scream, uh which I I love the beginning of the second Scream where everyone's there for the Stab premiere. Yeah. Yes, and like uh, everyone's going nuts in the theater. <laughs> yeah, and they all have ghost face masks on. Really cool premise for a a, a set piece. Um, but in this stab eight was released, and they just called it stab, um, and people are really disappointed by stab eight. And in the movie, a uh, YouTube they're watching like a YouTube video, and a character says, "Why don't they just call it stab eight? Why did they have to call it stab?" <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. oh, and I was like, okay, now I get it. I get it. I get why they did yeah. that. The joke yeah. wouldn't work if the movie was called Scream Five, mm-hmm. and they were doing kind of a little clever thing on the on the poster where the M for Scream was like kind of like a V. Oh, like yeah. a five. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The guy who plays the clown in Terrifier, uh, 
what uh, would step up to bat and fight anyone who didn't like his movie on Twitter. <laughs> and when the Scream 5 trailer dropped, it showed Ghostface using the flamethrower from like Scream or Stab 8. Yeah. And he was like, see, my movies are good. They're ripping me off in this new Scream movie. But then in the actual movie, it's like showing like, oh, that's a fucking bad movie. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. He this guy's fucking wild on Twitter. Well, what what did you guys Terrifier think about guy. what did you guys think about the emphasis on uh elevated horror? Ugh, yeah. Well, it doesn't help that I don't like Baba Duke. Um so <laughs> she's like she's like, uh, you know, I like Baba Duke better. I'm like, that movie sucked. I don't like that movie. Well, uh, it just who do people actually say elevated horror though? I've, I've never, actually heard, that never heard that term. Yeah. Well, see, I've heard it on Twitter as like people saying, don't make this a thing, please. Yeah. Like, don't it, do it. And like hearing it in a movie like this, I'm like, is it a thing? Or are like, they just um, making it a thing by putting it in this movie? It's like uh, when, uh, whenever they were making electronic music and they did a subgenre called intelligent dance music. <laughs> where it, yeah, where it's like, it's same thing as elevated horror or elevated horror it makes it sound pretentious, right? It's like you're yeah. gatekeeping horror movies from other people by saying this is smart horror. This is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there, yeah. A, is there a filmmaker out there saying we're making elevated horror? because then well, people make fun of him because that it might be a little bit too inside baseball like there's probably producers out there calling it elevated horror and like maybe some idiots on film twitter or whatever the hell whatever that is use the term elevated horror or letterbox i don't know but i've never really heard anyone use it like well, unironically i don't there, know like there are movies that i like consider like i just forget that they're horror movies because they are a lot better than like normal horror movies right like get out i never really it's like just a good movie i don't know and i feel like that makes it uh supersedes the genre of horror in that's a way a th- i guess thriller would be a yeah term because thriller is like a horror movie that's not right in your face like spooky scary yeah because get out the scariest part was in the trailer when there's like a ghost deer but there was no ghost deer in the movie, so right. If anything, if anything, they're just like either thrillers or they should have just said like A24 movies. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah. been a little bit better, right? Yeah. She was like, it, I like it follows. I like the lighthouse or whatever. I don't know what yeah, movies the lighthouse from, hereditary. Movies from like movies from like 2014, 2017, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like Ari Aster. I like Jordan Peele. Exactly. Uh, I, that stuff I've never really been into in these movies where they just list off movie names. That's not really being meta. You're just reading someone's like top 10 horror right. movies list. It, it <laughs> yeah. worked in the first movie because, you know, no movie really had done that before where they were naming movies and talking about other horror movies in the movie. Um, but at this point, you're naming off movies that, um, I don't know, maybe not as iconic yet. Because she's like listing off in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Iconic, iconic movies. Yeah. Um, Classics. And, I, and I'd say maybe some of the movies she listed are iconic, but not uh, not Babadook. I can tell you that much. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they're just... it's <laughs> the, the gay icon Babadook. <laughs> yeah. it's, well, it's almost like they're just reading like the Rotten Tomatoes top 100 best horror movies ever made. Which mm-hmm. I'm sure lists like some th- like not, not even like a really scary movie at number one like i'm sure babadook is like in the top five on there 
Yeah. And that's not a that's not against Babadook. I actually I do like Babadook, but like no, mo- most people like that movie. That movie isn't like I, when that movie came out, they were hyping it up like it's the next Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Elevated horror, like sinister. <laughs> and that's when they're trying to yes. do this elevated horror shit or whatever. Ethan Hawke. It's like, no, <laughs> when I watch, I like It Follows because I, I like that movie. I don't call it elevated yeah. horror, though. When no, I I'm, not, I, I, I'm not over here like it's it's better than other horror movies, you know, like it's just like it's a good it's, movie. It's you could it, the I'd be OK if they said art house. But like house, I, I would have been a horror. little bit better with that actually. Because like, art oh, house, I like art house horror. Art yeah. house is an actual term you can apply to movies, but like, ugh, just elevated horror is just like they're trying something, or just that, like ho- horror with a meaning, right? Because she explains like why she likes these movies because it has more symbolism and stuff. You could just explain yeah, all that's it a fine. Bit more, yeah. You're telling me Friday Thirteenth has no meaning, Nathan? <laughs> uh, it's about revenge. You get to you get to see kill killing. About like fun. the movie when it's at its worst dialogue wise, I think it's tr- them trying to like reading Twitter and seeing what people say on Twitter. <laughs> like you know, what do people talk about on Twitter? Twitter's not real life. No one really, you know, Twitter does not really represent the conversation as much as they think it does. But uh, I feel like that's a lot of a lot of movies that are meta now. It's like, what do they say on Twitter? You know exactly like uh what, what is it what criticism um, do they talk about on there I think uh, I whenever I think of like like uh meta like internet stuff I think of Knives Out with the one character the the teenage oh, boy character on yeah. Reddit on Reddit yeah I always think about that yeah I was just I was actually I was thinking about that movie yesterday about the scene where they're all in the the living room or whatever talking about Trump yep yeah. and Knives Out that scene is like. I get, I get it, but you could probably just cut this out. It just yeah. sounds like people on Twitter or Facebook or something. It's like that's that's I don't know. If, do people really talk about that? Like, are these rich people really talking about kids in cages and shit? I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not rich. It's more like one of those scenes where it's like this is a modern movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it's do want to put. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's like you, if you want to make your timeless who done it, maybe don't include the Trump conversation. But it's supposed to subvert the who done it genre. Yeah. Um the guy from the boys was good in this. Uh the boyfriend, Huey from the boys. Huey, I've not watched the boys. Who? Um Huey? Huey? Which oh, one is his name in this one? The, the boyfriend. boyfriend. Okay. Um yeah, I know who you're talking no. about. Nathan, you know? <laughs> the boyfriend? The boyfriend. Wait a minute. The, the only boyfriend in the movie in Scream. So now we're going to get into spoilers a little bit. Just a little bit. Not too much. I, we don't have to necessarily say what happens in the end. Um, but I do want to say one thing about the ending. <laughs> All right. Uh, so skip ahead in three, two, one. That was your countdown. Skip ahead to the 37-minute mark to avoid spoilers. Okay, bye. All right, so my big thing about the ending is just uh, had me cheering because it ends ends the same way as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, same yeah. same actress, same situation. Okay, same actress who was the killer in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood gets the same death <laughs> in Screen yeah. Five, and she's also the killer in this. 
And it's I, like, it, what were it's they so thinking? Silly. What were they thinking with that casting? <laughs> yeah, is it a reference? I don't know because I, I didn't notice until I walked out of the theater and Whitney was like, "Hey, why did she die the same exact way?" And it's like, "You're right. You're you're damn right. They just copied her death. It's so weird." And but because this movie's meta, they could have said like, "Oh, it was, <laughs> that was just like once upon a time in Hollywood." <laughs> right? Yeah. Courtney Cox is like, "Wow." Tarantino so fan. The girls lit on fire the, and, and shot to death. The boyfriend is the other killer that I was talking about, Nathan. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the guy that was trying that was trying to have sex with the girl, that boyfriend. The the black dude. Right. Yeah. I know you're talking I, about. Oh, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. The, the twin. I would have said twin. one of the, the, twin. the twin. I would have yeah. said You're right. right. You're right. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess the whole thing about they want to recreate the movie. It's like it that's that scream shit, you know, yeah. that works in the scream universe. Maybe we're beyond yeah. reality at this point. I really like the line. But um, How could fandom nerds. be toxic? Yeah, they're fans. It's it's all about stands. Yeah, very right? an- anti, you know, Stan, movie, which which is, which is fine. I I don't care. It's it's scream. It's funny. Probably you know, probably the probably the appropriate approach to take, because like in Stan culture, there's the whole thing about like you'd kill for your for what you stand, right? You know, uh, so you know that's good. Like it, honestly, I'm fine with that. I, I like that as a the our main uh, motivation. Um, one thing I'll say about this movie aesthetically, there are too many goddamn close-ups in this movie. There's a lot of goddamn close-ups. There's a lot of I'm, I was like, why are we so close to these characters? <laughs> All right. So so with how talkative the theater was, like the guy shouting, I'll be there for you after fucking Gil Weathers gets shot. Or in fucking there's just so much talking. Not a single person like made any reaction to the how could fandom be toxic? Uh, Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh shit. No one got angry in the crowd. Fuck you. I thought um I thought uh the guy to my right who's getting his peanut fucking blown about every fucking twist and turn. Mm -hmm. He was like, Oh, how is she the killer? What? It was so fucking wild. I was like, that's the next, that's the next ghost face right there. I the think guy. Uh, that guy, <laughs> that guy. I don't uh-huh. think I, I feel like Dewey should have survived. I think so, too. At come this on. point, come on. He, he even says, don't you know, you're not supposed to walk up to them or whatever. They're not dead yet. He has a gun. He could have shot it from far away. I'm sorry. Don't kill Dewey off. Dewey's been through five movies at this point or he's on his fifth movie. Maybe I think he, he knows by no now. I think he, I think they should have killed Gail Weathers. Kill Gale Weathers. Yeah, Weathers <laughs> should have been the killer. Oh no. No. So I get the so at the end of the movie, they want to have a girl boss moment. I get it. I get it. Yeah, girl boss yeah. moment. Go off. Yeah. Go off, Queen. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I think Dewey should have survived. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Don't kill should Dewey. Should have been a boy boss moment. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, whatever happened to boy bosses. Okay. Well, going boss into the movie moment. Going mm-hmm. into the movie, I knew. I knew I was like, okay, some iconic characters have to be killed off. The classics have one of them has to be killed at least. So we know the stakes are higher than the other films. Um, but come on, leave Dewey alone. Okay, that's all I had to say. Sorry. All right. Hey, 
I liked it. Yeah, maybe, me Sid, I, maybe I Sydney it. should have been killed. I, I, as much as I like Sydney Prescott, but let Gail Weathers and Dewey be together. Come on. Well, I they're not. Know. You know that that things to go into tangent. Sorry. Well, they got divorced in real life. Courtney Cox and David Arquette. And so there was that there was that weird scene where they confront each other like I loved you and like all that stuff that was like a real life thing. Really? I did not I yeah. did not know that. Oops. Yeah, they they were married from like whenever Scream 3 came out until like maybe like a few years ago. Courtney so. Cox Courtney Cox said I'll only return if you kill off Dewey. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see David <laughs> Arquette again. Fuck that guy. You know David Arquette's like a wrestler or something. Yeah, he had to retire. He got hurt real bad, I think. Oh uh he's already in the dumps in this movie just killing him off makes it worse sorry uh but yeah i did like this one i think it's one of the better sequels i have to watch the originals again i love the first one second one's good too it's a solid solid sequel they're they're all good in my opinion yeah i wasn't i wasn't too into the fourth one but i think two and three are are worth something um good four is good also Yeah, I don't know. Four had a lot of the whole listing off movie names. Old man yells at cloud type of stuff. There's a in it. There is. I got to rewatch it. Rory Culkin. All right, so it's worth watching. Go check out Scream 5. If you've seen the other movies, definitely check it out. Um, Let's get to our next thing. Thanks for listening to 40 minutes. Okay, well, let's Let's hurry it along. (laughs) Now we're going to blast through these next two. Am I right? (laughs) All right. Because movies rule. Uh, Yeah. William, game. set us up. Set us up. I, well, Nathan played more of okay, this, but I will set it up. Nathan said uh, the up. game is Nobody Saves the World by Drinkbox Studios. The people who made Guacamelee. Right? It's a, a, yeah, it's like a Diablo or maybe more like a Zelda top-down game. It's a, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Role-playing game. Uh yeah transformation yeah. game you yeah you got like different 16 characters. different different classes you can play as they're like creatures and shit it's fun yeah because your main so you play as a little hollow man who doesn't his power is he has a magic wand that turns him into characters with power not kevin bacon so we're, we're good <laughs> kevin yeah. bacon's not here uh-huh. um, it's just a man with dark eyes who can turn into animals and creatures and other people and stuff and you gradually throughout the game you level up these little characters and they all have their own little quests to complete mm-hmm. and it's i would say it's primarily just a big part of his dungeon crawling yeah that's um, like its focus right is just crawling through all these crazy dungeons well they're not too crazy actually they're usually pretty simple which yeah. i enjoyed that's not a negative thing a lot of times you are swarmed by enemies so mm-hmm. you're gonna want to level up these characters as much as possible get their other powers and when you unlock a character and you get new powers you can also apply those powers to your other characters so you kind of it's kind of about building up a your own deck of characters right your favorite yeah. characters the ones you want to take into battle and they're different power types like there's the dark powers there's the he's sharp powers blunt power blunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby yeah, yeah. 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 blunt power <laughs> oh oh i could uh, go on about that. <laughs> uh but there's also like shield powers and stuff like that 
Um, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's, what, what is really cool, I love that this game lets you customize each of your characters, right? It adds like this creativity to it, um, especially like for now, because like you can't just look up online, like what's the best build? It's all about you figuring out what works best for you. And I think that's so much fun. I was just playing the slug boy. I had a really good build on the <laughs> slug boy and I was just fucking yeah. it up. Yeah. I was so, playing, uh, I was doing uh, 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 necromancer, magician, and zombie powers. Ooh. And I was just having like fucking dynasty warrior esque fucking yeah. battles. No, yeah. Whenever I got to, um, I was doing it with the zombie and just getting those hordes just helped with some bosses so well. It's yeah. really good. Because like the magician can like pull rabbits and tigers out of his hat. And uh, the zombie can like infect people to get zombies on his team. And then the uh, necromancer can heal uh, your allies that you spawn. So it was just like fucking so many rabbits and tigers and zombies. Oh my. Fucking running around, just killing everything. It was fucking wild. Uh, A lot I, of fun. I mm. like the slug. Uh, the slug, what he is, he's like a turret, not turret, like a. A chain gun, right? Yeah, yeah. You build him up and he keeps shooting slime. And then you get like a blast power where you shoot forward and hit in the guys. Yeah. And his like a uh, slime juice, his slug juice that gets on the ground, <laughs> yeah. it slows people down. It's uh, it's so good. One of my favorite was the bodybuilder, too. Yeah, the bodybuilder was really good where it's like a whole area that he helped out a lot with. Once, once you get his second power, he's very good. Yeah, the ampo oh. power. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that power is really good on some other characters. Like the horse. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially characters with, like, a lot of mana. So you can, like, really bump up those numbers. Man. Yeah. It's 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 such a cool... I love the world. I'm surprised how big this world is. Did you guys get to explore, like, a good amount of the world? Yeah, I did. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'd be, like, the second... When you get to split off to do two different dungeons. Mm-hmm. I'm on the second of those dungeons. I'm in like the Eldritch Gourd right now. Like this gotcha. pumpkin, this giant pumpkin you go into. And it's full of like fucking carrots and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's poison everywhere. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's um, it's it seems like a simple game at first. But I don't even think I've gotten to that pumpkin. And I've played for like eight hours. Yeah, I'm I just running I beat, around. I, I beat this game and I think it took me 17 hours. It's it's huge. Like, especially if you want to level up your characters and get everything. Because the final dude that you get, um, the he's a dragon, and the dragon is so good. He he's like, I was really <laughs> liking him. Yeah. Yeah, I because you gotta level up the egg for that one. Yeah, you have to find oh, all the hidden eggs. That's what yeah. the egg leads to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't unlock every character. Um but one character I realized has his worth uh, a little later is the ghost because um, mm-hmm. what I was doing, I added the shield to the ghost and what he does, he just puts a circle around him that like, just like a, you know, um, how do you describe it? Like you like don't a, attack. You just put like a an thing area around. of effect, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An area effect around it that just yeah. hurts the people around you and scares them. <laughs> so what you do is you just stand there, you go into a horde, put up the shield and then do the the aura thing you gain mana as you use the shield which takes away mana and it just hurts the people around you so you don't get hurt at all you that's just kind of stand there and see the, that's what's oh go ahead oh i was gonna say that's smart because i didn't think of that on the ghost i was using um 
the horse's ability where you get more mana for destroying objects because the ghost has a little bit of a mana problem. Uh-huh. That horse passive isn't really good on the horse, but on the ghost, it was really good because I could just like roll through a bunch of pots, fill up all my mana and just keep going. It was great. Yeah, and the game challenges you to use the different effects on your characters because those you get quests that are like, yeah. oh, uh, the archer put the, I don't know, the scare effect on you and scare 25 uh, baddies or whatever. Yeah. And, and see, that's what makes grinding fun in this game, right? You're not just killing enemies just to kill enemies. It's asking you to do special things to kill these enemies so you can level up your character. So it like, it, it I don't know, it adds a little more enjoyment to grinding and just killing enemies. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be working with one character and then look through my character roster and be like, oh, the mermaid is still an F and I just got this character to yeah. B. Damn, mermaid is really good really good i was I gotta get her. to work on these characters uh-huh. yeah so um, i even beyond when i was like what do i do quest wise like wandering around like an idiot uh i was still like working on the characters and leveling them up yeah. which felt yeah. good. it feels good because like even if you're lost you're always making progress on like character level or something you're always yeah. making progress what's weird exactly. about this game like your main guy the little white pale guy when you're even if you level him up it, you don't really you're not worth anything unless your separate characters are also leveled up you know what i mean yeah like i was having a heart there's a dungeon i'm stuck on that's like has like light bulbs and stuff in it i forget the name um but i would just get swarmed by guys and die really fast because i was like maybe a level under <laughs> what it required yeah. or like the <laughs> yeah. same level like you still you gotta work on it you know you gotta yeah, use it's tough it's a strategic thing. What characters you use and what characters you're going to go into battle yeah, as. Because some have like wards, right? And you have to mix and match your powers to make it work properly. I think it's smart that they made no penalty for dying. That way you can. Thank God. You can, you feel like you can try new stuff without any real risk. Really? Yeah. Right. Great game. No, totally it's great, also yeah. on game pass and you should play it. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah, if you have Game Pass, it's I think you should give it a shot. It's it's just a I don't know, it's an enjoyable indie game. It's already I could see this making like towards the top of my favorites of the year at the end of the year already. So yeah. Yeah, I uh I did really enjoy this game. Um like Skyrim I was talking about earlier. It is a game that I'm like, I need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit there and like time would just fly by as I'm playing this game because it was so fun and loving I wish it was on Switch. Was actually is it not on switch i don't think so this would be a perfect switch game will probably happen eventually it is a 2022 game so it was just released um definitely check it out definitely check it out big recommend um Mm -hmm. but now we have to move on to our next thing uh which is don fm by the weekend yeah Yeah, i i got it yeah it's uh the weekend you know popular artist you know he did the hills and others um, he did super bowl <laughs> he did <laughs> uncut gems he, yeah he did uncut gems he he teams up with uh, someone i mentioned on the show a lot one of tricks point never produced um to make like a weirdo concept album with jim carrey about a future radio station it's like easy listening um is that jim carrey yeah jim carrey is the narrator he he gets his own like a uh, song apparently yeah, he does that. Oh yeah, like Phantom do- Regret by Jim. Yeah, like a Dr. Seuss song. <laughs> yeah, apparently one of the Safty brothers is one of the, the spoken word people. 
And that's, oh wow! So like he's just all about uncut gems. Uncut gems changed his life. I guess right. so. and Quince, Quincy Jones has one too. I'm yeah, just, I'm just seeing this now. It's such a weird album, and that's how I like was I was like, oh, we should do this because usually um I like the weekends like singles and stuff, but like as an album, he's not really my go-to guy. Um, so yeah, I, I was like, let's let's do this. Um, how did you guys feel about it? <laughs> I felt like the first half was very strong mm-hmm. and then uh <laughs> i was kind of like okay the weekend what are you doing no i I, right. I don't i i don't think it started strong i think it's like more like intermittent like oh this song's good and then it kind of l- wanes a little and then a song will be good it i don't think it worked for me overall i i didn't really i didn't love it i i'm not going back to a lot of these songs because the first yeah. time i listened to this was like weeks ago and the only song I really go back to is Less Than Zero. I really like that song. Which uh, one's that one? Um, it's like the second to last song on the album. Okay. Yeah. I was liking the first song on the album a lot. Yeah, that that uh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Yeah. Out of Time's good. Um, it's very yeah. poppy, right? It's synth pop. It sounds like it's, 80s music. It, way. Uh, the way I describe it, it's like dark synth. Could, I bet he was inspired by Vaporwave, <laughs> you know, uh, especially like one song I wrote down that was like, oh, this like has a kind of Vaporwavey sound is Out of Time. Um, another one that emphasizes that dark synth sound is Take My Breath. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I like that song. Um, and it, it it is like you're listening to a radio station kind of after like a long night of regret. And then, like, you know, but this is, like, someone who's, like, slowly bleeding out on their Miami hotel room floor in, like, okay, 19, yeah, this, this album really caught you. I like that. <laughs> wow. This, no, that's cool. This, this album it, really transported you to a yeah. place, huh? You know what it reminded me a lot of? Something I like a lot. Something that has vibes in it that I, like, kind find pretty compelling is Alan Wake. Alan Wake, random pick, but in Alan Wake, a prominent part of that game is radio yeah. frequencies yeah. and like roaming around in the fog with just a flashlight fighting like these evil dark men. Mm. And like, and it feels like it's like five in the morning. Um, and that this gave me that pretty heavily. That feeling, that's good. No, that's cool. I, I did you really like this album? I liked it, I wanted no. to love it, but I didn't. And I've listened to it maybe two or three times at this point. Um, I just, there there's something kind of spectral about it. I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a I, I feel you. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Vape, there are vapors to this album that I enjoy. Um, yeah. I think maybe my issue with it is the thing you were saying, where it feels like a lot of times the weekend he has something here, like something pretty compelling. And it's a, some pretty good hit, like hits on here, <laughs> yeah. but it feels like at the end of the day, he has to make radio song, like songs for the radio that will yeah. play. I feel like when these songs get a little weirder, like when you said with the dark synth, that's when it really hits. But he doesn't like take it to the full extreme that it could, right? It could he be, couldn't, yeah. yeah. Like uh, even take my breath, which is a song I I noticed darks a sound that I like. It mm-hmm. still feels like oh, this is a radio song for sure. Like this is easily accessible on the radio and that's not to say like that's not to say that's a, necessarily a bad thing he's a really good hit maker and like i'd rather hear this on the radio than like 
don't know, Machine Gun Kelly or some shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And like, but it's to the point where I think about it. I'm like, well, if I turn on the radio, how many times will I hear this song? And how, like, will I even like it by the end of that? If I listen to this album three or four times, will I even like it by the end? Will I be sick of it? Because I feel like that's what a lot of radio music is. Mm-hmm. Like, Get Lucky by Daft Punk uh, yeah. and Pharrell. That's a good song. It is a good song. like the 80th yeah. time I've heard it on the radio, I'm like, it's, it's kind of nothing to me. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. But it's still a good song. And when it comes on, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is funky repetitious but funky and i feel like the weekend is kind of going in a he definitely is kind of emulating that daft punk sound on this album i can see that i I feel like he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants at this point right oh for sure for sure he he found his thing and he kind of he has changed the way popular music oh trends absolutely he was at the forefront of like this 80s yeah blinding lights hit and it like changed everything like yeah um no, I totally agree. And I think it's cool that he made a concept album. I didn't think he was much, he was, like that would be a thing for him. I think it's neat that he made something like this, something with like some kind of story with weird like spoken word tracks. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, you do it, man. Fuck it up. The number one Spotify artist is just making weird shit, which is cool. Yeah, it is yeah, it's, it's it. definitely yeah. weirder than your average pop <laughs> album. Yeah. Especially they look at that cover. <laughs> It's just him I, in old age makeup. I hate the yeah. album covers. You don't like it? I, no. I love it. I can't stand it. Why I not? Think it's, it's funny. I think it's a funny album it, cover. He put, on, he put on a little weight. Uh, yeah. Growing <laughs> older. Uh-huh. Is this what he looks like now? Is this the weekend he's aged? I feel well, like every time... Every time he's the always weekend, doing some weird fucking makeup, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, every time the weekend puts on like makeup, people are like, is this what he looks like now? Like, is that, <laughs> yeah. that plastic surgery? That, that happened at work, work. where like uh, like someone was like, did you see what the... We-? Like in my main like chat, like, hey, did you see that the weekend did this? Look at the plastic surgery he did. He looks so messed up now. And it's like, no. That's exactly what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, one well, another one I'd like to point out is uh, the out every angel is terrifying. Where it's like this album, largely kind of ethereal, not, not really like jokey. Suddenly, he's doing like this real like radio parody, like mm-hmm. it's being funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think it, it's one of those like nice little. Uh, it's it, it's towards the end of the album. It should be like more yeah. like in the middle uh like a little like uh, interlude or something mm-hmm. um but it's a nice reprieve from what this album is doing it kind of goes out it, it, it is a bit all over the place like sometimes some of the songs are like very melodramatic or like getting more into like soap opera territory with something like here we go again featuring yeah. power of the creator that sounds like just like a love song or something yeah like a corny love song and which kind of takes me out of it, but then Tower the Creator comes in, and I'm like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but still, he's he's doing a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. wherever he goes on here, and and could he push it further? Yes, I think so. For yeah. sure, he can get fucking weirder with it. But yeah. then that would be like, would that be like a radio hit album, or would that be considered like, yeah, what is the con- weekend doing? Yeah, would I, it be considered like a like oh what the fuck the weekend fell off kind of deal? Because I'm excited to see the music he'll make when he actually looks like this album cover. He right? found a I think he found a sweet spot. 
on this one. What's going like, popular music when people are that old, though? Dude, he's going to make some weirdo shit. <laughs> That's the magic of his music right now, is that he's making... It can be played on the radio, but also he's doing his own thing. So it's like, you know, he's a, a very much have your cake and eat it too artist. Because he, I mean, if you're at the forefront of a trend and you carry it on like this, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see what uh, where he goes next. Will he continue further down the 80s thing, the synth 80s nostalgia thing, which I think he really, really lays it thick on here. Uh, oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, oh, yeah. Could he yeah. con- could he continue and, and it continues to be fresh? I think he's an artist that knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I, I feel I like trust... he'll hop off of it whenever like he like feels like oh it's getting tired now let's do something different. Because eighties right? yeah. nostalgia I think is tired at mm. this point. Is way too much of that shit. Uh, but he still finds a way to make it interesting, make it pop. And I would gladly listen to this on the uh, radio. And I like, I would gladly, gladly put this album on again and listen to it. It's a yeah. nice album. I like it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I guess I, I didn't like it as much. I'll say that. Um, I do think it has like its great moments and its weak moments. I would, I wish there was more. Um, but when it, that's not when saying it, it's a bad album. I think it's a fine album. When it gets weak, I feel like it gets pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those I, highs don't really overpower the lows of the yeah i think i think yeah. for me it's it's still worth listening to the entire album despite the lower moments because i think the highs are pretty solid because it is enjoyable. definitely a whole out like you have to listen to this whole album oh yeah to get the idea to, to be listened to all in one piece yes right yeah um and hey it's 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 come since music has come a long way right used to be for the nerds now it's for the herd the freaking sheep nice. ball. Thank you. Yeah. Do a bat. Do a ball. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sheep. Will you hear that? Yeah, you hear that? Go die in a hole. Well, they they understood what I just said. <laughs> they know, <laughs> and they're probably really offended right now. All Sorry. the sheep are Sorry. offended right now. Sorry, sheep. It's not how it's pronounced. They say. Uh huh. Um. Look. That was it. Three freaking damn pieces of media, baby. That's what's uh from this month in in this year. Yeah, released yep. in 2022. Can you believe that? We're already coming out strong. Media Voice well, already think, hitting the hard hitting media. Look, look, I think I don't know how about you guys feel about this, but what if our next episode was a classic three? A pick three? A pick three where we all a pick of us three. Pick. Yeah. Whoa, what do you think about wow. that? Yeah, we can we can go back I to do our like roots. it. Now yeah. if if it what if do we pick of, though? That's a good question. We'll have to think about it a little bit more. Get back to uh get back to you that. Well, that's it for the three top three new pieces of media. Um next episode, we're gonna go back to the classics. We're gonna do a little hard reset, um, uh, which means Will's picking our movie. Uh, I'm picking the album, and Nathan will be picking our game. Yeah, and it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little bit of like a return to the classic media, boys. Um, so we'll see you next time. Um, go check out all three of these things. I think we'd say so. Go check them out. Yeah, yeah, check them out. Or if you already have checked them out, uh, congratulations, you're this week's winner. Um, Will, you have anything else to say? No, that's it. Just I'm William Doyle. And I'm Chris Shamili. I'm Nathan Combs. Thanks for checking us out live.
All right. Sunny Las Vegas. Bye.